Hi folks, welcome to Your Quality of Life Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm with Leslie Nays. Do I pronounce it right, Leslie? Yes. Thank you. Leslie helps people and pets who share their life bond and connect on a deeper level through intuition and animal communication. So I'm excited to talk to you today about animal communication. I'm happy to have you, Leslie, really. Tell us a little bit about your story and how did you get to discover that you can discover, communicate with animals? Okay. Well, one of the first things I want to discuss is that when you and I chatted before, you told me that you have this curious audience. They always want to know something about someone. And yes. that my birthmark would be something that they were really curious about. Absolutely. So I thought, well, what a wonderful way to start it off. I have, was born with, um, with a birthmark. It's a port wine sting. And I always think that I'm blessed and lucky to have it. It starts right above at my heart and it actually goes up into my ear. And um, growing up, it's, I always treated it as a gift. And so children are the ones who are always curious and they want to know, what is that? And so I tell them, you know, it's, it's just like your skin. It's a little bit different color. It's smooth. And I'd say, want to touch it? And so once curiosity for children kind of gets over and done with, they're on to the next thing. So I, I wanted you. to honor so, your question. Thank you very much for addressing this because I know some people think, oh my God, what's that? Right. And that is ridiculous because it's just something else. Most people choose to cover it up. So yeah. I think it is extremely courageous for you not to do it, but be open about it forthward and people understand it. And it's actually an inspiration for people that have some kind that others would call a disfigurement, mm -hmm. which maybe it isn't. It's not a handicap in any way if you address it, it properly as you do. Yeah, no, thank you again um, for that opportunity, because um, this is what shaped my my life. You know, when I I am the middle child of five and when I was born, my folks did their due diligence and took me to a doctor until it was actually a female doctor who said to my mom, leave her alone, let her be outgoing and do whatever she wants. And so I think that when you ask about a origin story, that's part of it, my open curiosity about life. And when I was about four and a half, almost five, we had moved into this great big old house and my brother had been visiting some neighbors and he came back with this scrawny, tiny little calico, but dark kitten that um, the minute I touched her, I fell in love. And she was one of my early teachers. She followed me inside the house. I followed her outside the house. She slept on my bed. And, uh, you know, about a year later when she was grown, she had her first little kittens on the edge of my bed. And I remember waking up. She was a, a talker and she was chirping away. And I opened up my eyes and I looked down and there are like four little kittens and I was so excited. I picked up the first one, ran into my sister's room and said, look, look, what Molly, uh, Molly, look what Missy brought. And she went, that's nice. Go put it back. 
typical older sister. But that was, you know, I'm I'm a country girl. Um, My grandparents were farmers. So my experience with animals were always there. And I, I always talked to them. And it wasn't until later in life when I really got interested in different healing modalities that I discovered um, shamanism, which is for those people who don't know what a shaman is, it is like the elders, the medicine man or woman of an indigenous tribe. And I happened to be at the same place as two people who were talking, uh, seeing with a heart in the area for their center that uh, transforming lives and, and based with shamanism. And I quickly became a student and then I served on the board there. But that having that skill, which is so connected to nature, helped me to open up my natural talents and abilities. Um, some of them psychic and some of them just that empathy that's in there um, of allowed me to kind of have the courage to say yes to that. And, um, you know, I've taught it and I teach it still online now and work with people all over the world. And I, again, it's exciting and I feel blessed to be and honored to help people in, in ways that I can. Wow. Now, when it comes to animals, how do you communicate with them? Well, it's um, it's not that um, I'm going to talk to them out loud. It is a lot of telepathically. It's it's an energetic message that goes out. Most of the time, when I work with people, it is by the phone. All I need is a photograph, the name of the animal, and I like to ask male, female. And they'll usually tell me whether it's spayed or not, because once they get neutered, it it is a he, she, them. And it's only the person I'm dealing with who really wants me to use the right pronoun. So I get that. I tune into that. I tune into the voice of the person on the phone. And it's like I have a screen in front of me. I will close my eyes. And on the screen, I not only see that animal, but I feel their energy. So it, it is the energy that I send out to them in question form. And I might feel it within my body because I'm, I'm scanning their body. I'm already doing energy work as the person is talking and connecting. And I'm telling you what I feel. Um, I use my hands for, because we have like energy centers in our hands so that I feel those hot spots on the outside of the body. And then I can also go in a little bit deeper when I find a hot spot. Most often in an example, it is like the stomach area. It may feel like butterflies to me. So that's an indication of a couple of things. If it feels like butterflies, then either they're a nervous animal, they're upset, But if I bring my hand down just a little bit like to their um, intestines, I might get a different sense that, oh, 
were they on medication? Were they sick? Because that area is going to tell me a little bit of the story so that I can help piece that together. I hope that answered what you were asking. Yes, it, it is. It is quite fascinating. And how does it how does it actually work where you only are talking to the owner? So you're not educating the owner on how to train the animal. You're actually communicating somehow with an animal that some people will tell you is impossible. But I have a dog, so I know you can communicate <laughs> with them. Well, you know, quantum uh, energy work has really, that science has helped people to understand what energy work in particular is. When we live in the same household with our animals, we are entangled. And that's what quantum physics says, that your energy may seem like it's here and your dog's is over here, but actually you're both sending out energy waves and messages all the time. And they get intermingled, interentangled. So if you are upset and anxious about something, your pet's going to feel all that. And pets are such wonderful healers, whether it's a dog, cat, horse, or other domestic four-legged animal, they feel those vibrations. And you oftentimes will find that one of your animals will be like, okay, she's not, my pet parent's not feeling well. Let me get closer, closer, closer. And what they're doing is trying to help you stabilize, trying to help you feel better. And it works for a little bit until in this day and age, many of us are in stress and overload so that it gets to a point where we're overloaded and there are certain things in the environment or that overload the pets. And so, yeah, it's working. It's the combination. I say I talk to, to animals, but it's also the people that I help them to understand what's happening with their pets how they can balance and align and connect heart to heart with their pets. And that is such a wonderful thing. And everybody that has a pet knows how rewarding it is to connect with them and how calming it can be when the pet is just rolling over and you pet their belly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is nicer than to watch a puppy enjoy their life? It's like puppy TV or cat TV. You mm. know, you're watching it you know, whatever they're doing makes you laugh and makes you lighthearted. And, you know, even the joy of watching a horse running in the field, that, that freedom and that sense of movement. So that's the optimal situation. What do you do if a dog owner, a dog family has issues with their pet? The pet won't eat. The pet doesn't get house trained properly. The pet is maybe even aggressive or barks too much. You hear the barking in the background? That's my dog. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say that's my dog. He's, I've got a puppy who's uh, looking out the window right now. Um, so again, it's tuning in and finding out what's going on. It, and when I say environment, there are a lot of things that happen if you live in a, a metropolitan area there's a lot of electricity and commotion and um, even the air quality may not be great, whether it's for you or your pet, but there's a lot of different factors that may come up. So when I tune in, 
I'm looking at all of that. I'm waiting to see what comes to me. And again, when I say that I'm looking at a screen, it's almost like looking at a little movie in front of me because the pet may show me their nose outside lifted and the expression looks like one of, oh my God, what could that be? Um, you know, and so that's, again, I'm putting together the clues and asking the questions of, you know, the person, do you live near a factory? You know, do they let that smell go? And also finding out, is there anyone else in your family who's sometimes that's like an indication of, of headaches, you know, and so you're finding out holistically what the balance is there and you're offering that kind of alignment uh, magnetically to the earth. The best thing about pets is they don't wear shoes. We tend to wear shoes that have rubber soles. Yeah. So our feet are not touching the ground. Yeah. And if we touch the ground, we would electrically, magnetically help to realign our bodies. And that's where animals go outside and they dissipate. That's so true. And as humans, we know how good it feels to go barefoot on the sand or barefoot on the lawn. Many people don't want to do that for whatever reason, but I believe firmly in the grounding and I love to wear, walk barefoot myself wherever I can. And it, it is just a different feeling. It is a different feeling. And I have to ask people who live in a big metropolitan area, where do they walk your dog? You know, all of the, the natural part of life is been pushed out a bit. Yeah. So finding those pieces first then helps to give clues and things as to what's going to help your pet. Yeah. We don't want to work with an animal when it's in such a state of anxiety that it can't think. Same with a person. You can't think it's like blowing up this big balloon in front of you and it gets bigger and bigger and pops. Yeah. And the same with the animal. The animal has something that goes instantly in their head and they're focused and laser. And until you stop that, you can't get their attention. So I always tell people to talk, to work with their animals. First, you can talk to them, but work when they're in a calm state of mind. And there are some great things. Let me give you some tips. If you have a dog that's anxious, then there is Bach flower essence. Rescue remedy is a wonderful thing for pets. I like to take the spray and put it in my fingers because they're scent animals, so you don't want to spray it in their face or anything, but rub it behind their ears. Do it when it's quiet and relaxed. And yes, there's lots of other scents that are calming. You know, some people use um, lavender as one. My only caution on some of these, when you get into too many scents, it's too much of an overload. So you want to go small. If you're sitting at the end of nighttime and your dog is resting up or your cat even, that's when you introduce that essence of being calm, that calm state of mind. Mm -hmm. So once you've established that, there's maybe, you know, a thunderstorm is coming or a, you know, firework celebration might be coming. Maybe you're getting into the car to go somewhere. Introduce the crate have the crate around, have that smell of what they, you know, the, 
the rescue remedy is my favorite go-to, but have that sprayed in there. Believe me, there are others. CBD is another. You've got to do your own discernment on that as to what works. And remember, I am not a vet, so I am not giving you medical advice. It is something that commonly is used. So always check with your vet. But the crate is that other piece that that's where they feel safe and secure. Because when I do a scan, lots of times, animals who are anxious can't feel their body. They don't know where it begins or where it ends. So when you give them a crate and you cover it up like a little cave and they can go in and they can, they feel like, okay, this is pretty good. I like this part. The other part that, that is often helpful to animals like that is they call them thunder shirts, but I say just go to your thrift store and get a small kid t-shirt, the size to put on your dog or cats do go with them okay. They, but using a band sometimes on a cat is easier. So, you know, wrap them up in the t-shirt, put their hands through, snug it up in the back, makes them feel like, okay, that's a hug. I got something around me that feels safe and secure. So those are some of your best tips for the upcoming holidays, for traveling, you know, for just bringing the anxiety down within your household. And those are very wonderful tips. And all of our dogs always love the crates. I think unless you use a crate for punishment, they love it after a while. And they yeah. go in that when they feel they want home for themselves. I'll tell you, even punishment um, is not what, the, the animal doesn't see the punishment like we see the punishment. So it's just like, oh, wow, I get a timeout. I get to kind of calm out here. Okay. Well, that's true. Yeah. Much better than hitting. And anyways, oh, yeah. I'm not into hitting animals. Now, let me ask you. Now, if people assume, and, and it seems like it, that you can sense from an animal what's going on with it. Mm -hmm. Can you also do it the other way around? Like say the owner wants to, the animal to know that even if it is loud in the house, if somebody's yelling, it's not a threat to them. Can you tell that to the animal? You, you certainly can. And now this is where people's own intuition come into play. Um, because we all are intuitives we all know instinctively, whether we've been a parent or not, um, if you're a pet parent, you're still like a parent because if your animal is in pain or feeling sad, I mean, dogs have expressions that show you that. Cats can be a little more stoic and not necessarily show that, but they're there to help you as much as you were there to help them. And so what I, um, you know, I have on my, my website, a heart to heart meditation. That's a guided meditation. It's just like the first step to animal communication where you get in touch with your own heart and your own breath, which makes you feel safe. And then you connect just like the screen I talked about. It's like in your mind's eye, you see your pet in front of you and you connect to their heart and you send um, threads of love back and forth. So when you practice this kind of calm, centered safety energy, after a while, it's like 
a thought process that there's a loud noise. And if you know that your cat's gonna be running upstairs and going hiding, let them do that. You give them 90 seconds because that's when the adrenaline rush goes through our body and then dissipates. And then you can start sending them like the all clear signal, sending them that love and being a bit there. You're safe, you're okay. And animals love meditation. They love the energy, they're attracted to it and, and they come. Now, again, this takes practice and this takes time. It takes being mindful of what you're doing, but anyone can do this. And that kind of brings me to the second part of my, my work that people um, request most often, because you asked about you know, knowing about your pet and everything. What this communication helps you do is at the end of life. Our pets don't live as long as we do. And it's the hardest part of spending a life with a pet is when you know that an illness has come that that's going to lead to the end of life or that the pet passing is nearby. Many people call me and want to know, is it time? You know, and there's, you know, my pet, do they know that I love them? Do they know that I've done everything for them? And that's a place where, you know, I have to say, it's like my honor and pleasure to work with either pets or, and or people who are passing and to help assist. It is always the owner's choice because pets can tend to hang on if the owner's not ready, but they can also disappear because they are ready to go and their owner, they don't want their owner in the middle of it. It goes either way with them. So that's a big majority part of my work is to help them get comfortable with the uncomfortable and to be ready to make that decision to let go and to trust their knowing that they are doing the right thing when that time comes. Oh, Leslie, that is wonderful, he said. I'm so grateful for the work you do. To wrap that up, how about if some of your listeners or our listeners today want to get in contact with you? How's, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Yes, under the video version, of course, there will be your website and the email and your name. Uh, but if they're listening to the podcast, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Actually, the, the, there's two ways. So it is the website, like you said, is intuitive animal healing, and it's a .net. And if they go there, they can sign up for my emails. They can get the heart-to-heart meditation right there, especially for you. You can give it a try. You can ask me questions because you know my email is leslie at intuitiveanimalhealing.net. And I'd uh, be glad to talk to any of your listeners. Please let me know. I, if, if you heard me here, I want to know that because Dr. Christine has been a wonderful host and I so appreciate your time and what you do in this world with the people you're interviewing. Thank you so much, Leslie. It has been a real pleasure to talk with an animal communicator. Thanks so much. All right, thank you, bye. When you combine modern science, ancient wisdom, nature experience and love, magic happens. I'm Dr. Christine Sauer, physician, 
naturopath, coach, human. It feels like magic to my clients and their lives are transformed through the skills combination of natural and human sciences, ancient philosophies and caring human-to-human -human interaction. Discover this kind of modern wizardry and let's prepare powerful healing potions together. Come and enter our wonderful world of wellness.